You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the myth is that pregnancy sex is the best sex. <laughs> Lies! Because <laughs> my soundbite was going to be like, for who? <laughs> Not me. Or me. <laughs> Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. So, Kadeen and I, as we expressed before, early in our marriage, were struggling with intimacy. But over the past couple years, there has not been an issue. So, we've been all over each other, hence another baby. Mm-hmm. To the point now where when Kadeen was pregnant early on, she was still trying to help her husband. She was being a very good wife. She was trying to help her husband in the first trimester be relieved of some stress. 
in doing that, she was trying to rock the mic. Mm -hmm. And in trying to rock the mic in the first trimester, she suffered from extreme nausea. <laughs> so me being a good husband, I tried to tell her, I said, babe, you know, I'm good if, you, if you're good. She got mad at me for trying to stop her. So she was just like, no, no, I'm going to be a good wife. I'm going to do this. So now I'm sitting there like, I don't know whether I'm going to stop her or not stop her because she seems very focused on getting this done. <laughs> But every three strokes, all I hear is, <laughs> and that, for me, I'm, it's, not, I'm, it's not enjoyable. And let me tell you, it's the gag enjoyable. reflex, yeah. typically, she, okay? she typically, she, typically, typically. Now, she can handle a lot. Okay. Typically, she can handle a lot. Not right now. You know what I'm saying? We're back to She'd be doing years. well. You're a pro now. You're okay, a pro now. thanks. But on this particular day, nah, it didn't matter how many years you had in this game. Nope. The minute it got to the lips, it was Straight like, <laughs> amateur so i'm trying to like be like understanding and she's getting mad at me the more and more she's getting mad at me i don't know I, what to say I, yeah okay finish your story Go ahead. what happened you wasn't mad I, I was a little frustrated not at you per se okay not at you per se but it's like if i get you to a certain point like am i just gonna stop i feel you, you and know I, what I, mean? I appreciate that that's that's you, you being know? of service to your husband. Exactly. I was just like, this is what he needs. I, like, who starts the job and don't finish it? But the job was finished <laughs> when after I heard, what? Splack it. <laughs> then I looked down and I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm done. Kadeen, get up. And you know what happens? I'm so sorry. I was trying my best. <laughs> so now we sitting there at the edge of the bed. <laughs> my pants is down I'm hugging her rock, cradling her dick Deval still on medium vomit in his lap I got vomit in my thigh on the floor <laughs> and I'm like this is my life guys this is my life yikes this song I'm dedicating to you because this you song you singing to me again Look yes this song home. came out around the time I'm we was married I'm normally a singer it did and this is our song yes oh did this play at our wedding you tell me let me think. Let me get this melody right. <clears throat> y'all ready? Mm -hmm. Me, 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 me. I want y'all to just know that Deval's gung ho about melodies when it comes to karaoke this season. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to elevate. You know what I right? mean? All right. It's the theatric. There goes my baby. Ooh. Girl, look at you. You don't know how good it feels to call you my okay, girl. Okay, Usher. There goes my baby. Okay, now. Loving everything you do. Ooh, girl, look at you. Mm. I did that. Y'all heard me do that? Y'all heard the vibrato? Somebody been practicing. Well, six seasons. Y'all heard the vibrato. I like that. that. That was my song. That You're was right. for that, you. That, Look that at my baby. Definitely was a, around 2010 that came out. There goes my wedding. baby. And the reason I why that. I sang "There Goes My Baby" is because in a moment where it should really only be about you, because mm -hmm. you're pregnant, mm -hmm. you were thinking about me. Yes. You were seriously thinking about me to the point where you was driving yourself crazy, <laughs> crying was. because I was trying to tell you not to finish. And you were thinking about me. But I know. that shows growth. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. on Definitely. both of our parts. Because a couple um, years ago, I'd have been like, yeah, we are. No, no you know, here's, listen, here's I ain't baby doing oil this. <laughs> <laughs> here's some of that Vaseline intensive care, listen, coconut butter oil or whatever the hell. <laughs> ain't nothing, ain't nothing worse than a, a lazy hand job from your wife. Like ain't nothing worse than a, like <laughs> yeah, you just sitting I don't there like really. I subscribe to that neither. I nah, don't. It's, it's I don't. The worst. But um, um, there goes my baby. Like you, you know, like I, I'm just excited to talk to people about this because mm-hmm. when people talk about sex especially married sex mm-hmm. it's always so daunting oh yeah and y'all have listened to the previous early seasons, yeah so early know. in our marriage like we were struggling mm-hmm. but now it's like i think we finally like, caught our rhythm and i think what still kind of rings true to me since our like revelation that we had last season yeah you know um not just with sex but i think in general with marriage we talked about just being of service to each other yes and that looks like different things on different days for both of us. Yes. Um, but I feel like I just kind of in this moment, if we we're going back to story time, I just knew it was something that you needed because mm-hmm. you definitely mm-hmm. put on a happy face day in, day out. Or I know, I know what you need. And even yes. though you're putting on the happy face, I'm like, you know what, well, what would genuinely make him happy today? You know? So amidst my Look at my face. Look at- <laughs> that's what you call wifing. That's what you call Thanks. wifing. That's because as a husband, I know what my wife needs and I know I'm going to do it. Right. So you doing the same thing. So I appreciate I, that. Thank you. And I, yes. you deserve that. I, I honestly feel like you deserve that because you do everything mm-hmm. day in and day out to ensure that I'm okay, that the kids are okay, that, that life is okay. So in my, you know, issues that I have <laughs> when you dealing with pregnancy, Man, I'm like, you know, it's the least I can do is try to, try to, you know. Handle some business with you. You was you you don't to be a fault though. You hand, yeah, it was your fault. You be handling fault. business though. Yeah, you be handling business. But the funny thing is, when it comes to to pregnant sex, right? As as your husband, your body goes through changes, right? Everything swells up, right? Especially in the the first to the second trimester, you're always in really good shape. Mm-hmm. So the first things that swell up first are your boobs and your butt. Like case, that's the first thing that always swell up. So of course it turns me on. Mm-hmm. But then you know what happens to me mentally? I think about you being pregnant. Right. And then it's not, I can't, I can't view you the same way. Cause at this point you're the vessel for my child. Mm-hmm. So whereas before you're just my, like you're an object in that moment where we want to engage in sex and I just want to mm-hmm. please you and be pleased when you, when you're pregnant, sex don't mean the same to me at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I can understand that. I it's mean, a completely different mindset. When you think about it, let's go to some facts that we found here, right? Let's see what facts Trouble found. Trouble! Let's see, let's see what facts we found here. A total of 86% to 100 of all couples are still sexually active during pregnancy, right? Yes. But others usually report a decrease in frequency of intercourse or mm-hmm. just anything sexual related, sexual okay. desire, okay. all that good stuff, um, particularly from the female. I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, pregnancy stimulates partners to search for ways to kind of preserve their mutual emotional relations. <laughs> You know, and sexual needs, of course, with some limitations, right? So, uh, and I will, I will interject and say that that is needed mm-hmm. um, for both the men and the women because mm-hmm. women still want to feel desirable. Mm-hmm. So it's important for them to know, like, my husband is still into me, especially while pre- pregnant. Mm-hmm. And men still want to be desired. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of men won't say that, but a lot of things and issues that happen in in relationships are men want to constantly be desired, right? Especially by the woman they choose to spend the rest of their life with. So. Right. Both parties want to continuously be desired mm-hmm. through the pregnancy process. Or you have some so, women that look at you and goes like, I can't stand them. I absolutely. can't stand them. Absolutely. And some of it is because they're just like, 
upset in that moment like you did this to me so who's the closest person to blame yeah and then some people said they just kind of have like an aversion to their husband like they just feel like their husband doesn't smell the same or they like something about them is just their sense giving them their the sense has changed change. yeah. yeah um i have a friend who's pregnant and she's having a girl and she's like every pregnancy i just don't want my husband on me because for whatever reason i just in that moment don't like him and it, it's short-lived because it's probably during the first and second yeah. trimester and then after that she's like cuddle me and he probably knows so he's probably too. just like what the hell's going on right. one minute That's... you can't stand me the next minute you want to cuddle no. and this is how I many pregnancies for it. them this is their fourth so i'm pretty sure he already knows absolutely he's like and this absolutely. is one thing about about relationships and pregnancies there's no one cookie cutter way that works for everybody no, no one can give you advice on how to deal with your pregnancy mm-hmm. you have to speak to your partner I am pretty sure that man knew mm-hmm. once I got this woman pregnant for six to eight weeks, she ain't going to want to be touched and she ain't going to want me on her. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. He, be, I guarantee you he knows. For this That's to be true. their fourth pregnancy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you know, some people are always on the other side, oh, I couldn't deal with that if my wife or, or my husband, I could yeah, that's that's why they're not yours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You find what works for you in your marriage that's and facts. that shit works. Like that's, that's just what it is. And if it's if it's odd to other people, mm-hmm. it can be odd to them. Right. Because you only with this person. That's a fact. So, that's a fact. Yeah. So like things like nausea, vomiting, of course, you know, we've spoken about that <laughs> in the story. Hormonal changes, fear of adverse effects of intercourse, like preterm labor. We were concerned you know, about that. Yeah, worrying about if you're interfering with anything down in the there. First trimester, definitely. Of course. So those are things that are among like the prevalent reasons yeah. for a decrease in libido, because sometimes a lot of it too, in addition to it being hormonal, it's mental. Yes. Right, even mental for you sometimes when you think about it's wanting, definitely mental, especially for me. as the pregnancy progresses and we get to the third trimester where there's evidently a stomach and a baby in there. I can't do it. You know, you I can't do it. You can't get into it the way Listen, you wanted to get into the, it before. The first trimester and the third trimester are always the most difficult for me because the first trimester I want to mm-hmm. make sure we get to the second. Right, and my concern is always having sex or intercourse and then us losing the baby. Mm-hmm. So for me in that moment, I'm just not into it. Like right, that. You know right. What I'm like I'm really just not. I'm not into. So it's it. safe to say I, I think both of us are normally in yeah. The first, the first trimester, trimester is, like, is like mm, yeah, like like I don't even want to smell yeah, you, like, and you're just more concerned let's about just, getting let's to the get second. To second. Once we get to the second, That's you're fair. no longer nauseous. And the doctor says, hey, the baby is good, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Then it's more like, hey, she looking kind of thick over there. I like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but even in the second trimester, mm-hmm. we can't... Remember we talked about having that animalistic attraction, that rough type of sex? Right. We can't do that. We ain't doing that. None we, of the, we can't not, do... Not, not in any month. We, we can't do that at yeah. all in the second trimester. So even then, you have a little bit of like a... You know, you're like, eh, let me... Yeah. You know, make sure that she's okay. And then Kareem gets tired of this. We'll be in the middle of having sex, right? And I'll be like, hey, you all right? And she'll be like, yes, Deval. Yes, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, so I was just asking because I just want to make sure. Right. But you sure you're okay? She's like, Deval, stop. Just, just, stop. just the mood kill. And I'm, I'm like, like I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to stop. I want to keep going. But I just want to know if you're okay because you say you're okay. Deval, get off of me. All right, let's just... That's just not... Let's, let's just, just go to bed. Let's go to bed. <laughs> go take a cold shower. And the third trimester... It just be, I don't know. It's just all. It's just positions are awkward. Belly's in the way. I don't think we have a lot of I, sex in the third we trimester. Don't. We don't. You give a lot of head I have, though. I have locked jaw by the end of the third trimester. <laughs> you do give a lot going of head. into the six week checkup, yeah. that whole period there, you know. So eighty percent of women uh, report some kind of sexual activity during their third trimester. So I mean, eighty percent of women still doing something. Some sexual sort of sexual activity, activity don't mean intercourse. No, not necessarily, yeah. but I mean, there's other ways to get things done. And 39% report sexual intercourse during their birth week. Oh, yeah, because because 
once you stimulate birth by having sex. Oh, you can, yes. I know orgasms popping the pinata. do. Remember I said that? You did say that. Deval coined the phrase popping the pinata, but there's the orgasms. I did yeah. also hear, I think, and I have to be corrected if I'm wrong, but semen also kind of helps to induce labor Okay. as well. Okay. So that might be something that we can look into. If that comes, but I usually don't need any help yeah, <laughs> going into labor. Just go on. That's it. Um, uh-huh. So the frequency of sexual activity did not drop for most women in their third trimester, although 10% said that they had sex more often during their tri- third trimester than their first and second. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Okay. That is interesting. So nearly all of the women who were sexually active during pregnancy reported vaginal intercourse, 38 reported oral sex. That's me. Either fellatio. <laughs> Or the other. Um, And then 20% reported masturbation. I kind of fall into that category too because sometimes you don't want to be penetrated. You don't want another body on you, Mm -hmm. but you may want a little bit of relief in that moment. So I can kind of attest to that. Can I be honest? Uh Uh-huh. I'm not a masturbator. I'm just not. I don't don't like it. I feel like if I was going to masturbate, why the fuck did I get married? (laughs) It's like, that's just my, that's just my, my thought process on it. It's like, I, I just want another person. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you give me a hand job, give me head, mm-hmm. or I don't. It's just yeah. We and have you sex. like like touch. You're like a person that likes. Yeah, touch. I'm. I'm a very emotional, so, like spiritual, like person. So mm-hmm. I need that connection that we have. Right. Is I, I need that. Right. And then for me, I'm kind of like mm, I don't want to be touched right yeah, now, I but I that. could get off real quick. So let me just not go there with you and just do what I do and keep pushing, you know? 39% of women said that they desire sex during their pregnancy as much as they did before they were pregnant. I am not a part of that 39%. Um, And about a third of the women said that they had less sexual desire when pregnant. So I completely get that. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I feel like the course of sex changes, you know, from the blue light special that we had. Yes. (laughs) It got us here. (laughs) But we had a conversation the other night where you said you miss, you miss that sex. Oh, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, you said. Because, I mean, my husband's still walking around here looking fine as hell, you know, working out. So did it He's on TV. You know, on sisters. Now she's sweating me. Zach See, now out there, me. Zach out there in a suit and whatnot. Yeah, I be Zach. Turned his life here. around. <laughs> you Zach this bitch, not bitches. <laughs> Wait, Let's be clear. You're right. You're right. You're right. You got Zach, baby. I got Zach. You got Zach. Exactly. But um, I told I told you you should you need to tell Tyler Perry he's this child's godfather because of the the whole blue light special was clearly because of him. He wrote that into the script. I'm sure. Yes. 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 <laughs> so TP, good brother. Our son's middle name gonna be Blue. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. But um did you now, now talk a little bit about the frustration as a woman mm-hmm. where you're in the second trimester and I was constantly asking you if you were okay mm-hmm. during sex. Right. Did you feel like I would I was babying you or was it like emotions or was it well, like no, I think there's a genuine concern there. I think we both kind of had that concern because mm-hmm. I feel like okay, I want you to be in tune with me if you mm-hmm. feel like there's something off or if mm-hmm. I kind of like you see a little grimace on my face and you're like, wait a second, is, is everything okay? I think right. that checking in is fine. Um, but sometimes you might misconstrue that grimace for like, a, you know, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a look like I'm saying, go ahead, giving you the green light to go. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes And when, it can be confusing. Yeah, because when I get you look that. that the same way you bite your bottom lip, and like you bite your bottom lip and you grab the sheets, I don't know if that's a... I felt that. Let me, you know, right. I'm nervous, it's or a, it's I a felt that. Give me, you're right. It's right. a completely different context. Different context. Now. For me, I can't take that. I'm not trying to take that chance. Because then I've had those moments too, where I was like, okay, you're getting a little carried away, bro. <laughs> 
you get a little carried away and he'll be like, damn, I was just in the moment though. It was just in, in the moment. And I'd be like, I get that. However. That was, what was that, about three weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it was about three weeks ago. Devout, like, that's my back. <laughs> Devout, that's my back. My bad. I was my like, bad. I was like, Negro, I already can't breathe as it is. I said, that's my neck. So can I You're give, cutting off my oxygen supply. The gentleman a tip. Pause. Um, <laughs> the best situation is for her to be doggy style. Knees and elbows, because you can't see the belly. <laughs> Once you can't see the belly, then that the, like that little click sometimes disappear. Because the cake, the cake be cla- the clappage gets you in that oh that old the thing. Like this, this is how it used to be. And in that moment, though, sometimes you gotta you need a reminder. I think I have my forearm on you. You might have. <laughs> I think, I, I think I'm gonna, almost had me in the full note. Yeah, man. You was like you like hey hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. But that to me is the best position because you can't see the belly. Any position where I could see the belly, even where even where I'm like like you servicing me, and I look down there and I see the belly, it's just not the same for me. <laughs> it's not. The you know, same. We gotta hide that. We gotta put a sheet under there. We gotta there. figure out what to do. We're black. The best part was even before our third trimester. I think we were in the second, and you and I were celebrating our anniversary in um, Cabo. Oh yeah. And yes, you know, yes. I was just like, oh, okay, you know, I had to bring my little outfits, yes, see what I could yes, still yes. fit in, so I could do my little tricks and whatnot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this little skirt here, I might be able to just kind of like work it on the side. I had a little bodysuit situation. And I didn't realize, I guess, my belly was as big as it was at that point. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out. No. And you just kind of cracked up laughing. You actually ended up pulling out your phone and doing a whole video. It, it was on funny to me. And I it was, was like, funny. Now, don't embarrass me now as I'm trying to be cute. You and I had, can't zip up this skirt. You had a little, a little, uh, it was a little bump. It was a little bump. But you couldn't zip the skirt up. Yeah. But the effort mm-hmm. was still, excuse <coughs> me, the effort was still like, Super sexy. Mm-hmm. Like for for me, I was like, oh my gosh, she put in so much effort, and I just, you know, your legs was oiled up. You still look nice. You still had the little baby bump, and at that point, that wasn't so distracting. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was, it, it just felt good to feel like my wife still wanted me like that. Yeah, you know, and and as a husband, I need that still. Right. I need that still the same way you need that. And I've had this conversation with my boys. A couple of my boys be like, bro, like my wife be wanting to have sex. And I don't be wanting to have sex because she's pregnant. They're like, what should I do? And I'm like, bro, have sex with your wife. <laughs> right. And they're like, they're like, no, it's, it's not like I'm not attracted to her. It's just I'd be concerned about the baby. I'm like, bro, that woman needs to feel attractive just as much as she f- needs to feel safe. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I even watch some of the comments and some of the DMs that I get from women that say it's... It's exciting to see a, a, a man still lust after his wife while she's going through so many changes with her body. Mm-hmm. Because as a woman, you feel like once you have a baby, you're never going to be the same oh, or you're it. never going to be as good. Did you ever feel that way? Always. I still feel that way. I feel like- Do, each, Really? Yeah. With each pregnancy. Not that you've made me feel that way, but just- No, I know what you mean, but you felt yes. like that. Absolutely. Because I feel like it's never really just ever- you never mm-hmm. reach that point where you're back to where, the, where you were. You know what I mean? With each child, for me, for example, we had a couple more stretch marks. You know, the skin gets a little bit looser. Um, it's that much harder to get back in shape. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I understand where you're coming from. And it's funny thing because men don't ever think, like, we don't ever have to think about that. You know? And I know a lot of first-time fathers, when I tell them, like, yo, you need to be intimate with your wife. 
mm-hmm. for for mental health reasons as well. They like, damn, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's because you you know nothing changes on us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a responsibility. We and and a lot more men should have that conversation with young men who are having babies. Fathers should have that with their sons. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're going through that, when your wife is going through that process, intimacy is not only just about sex and intercourse, it's also about affirmation. Yeah. You're absolutely. still beautiful. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're still I still so want necessary. you. You know what I'm saying? That's so necessary. And it goes it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Because some some dudes be like, yo, you know, ever since we had the baby, my wife is not into me like that no more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you gotta give her time to get back to her feeling like herself because if she's not into herself, she ain't going to be into you, bro. Wow. That's interesting because mm-hmm. a UK study, I was just looking at this fact that I thought was kind of interesting. Most parents said that their sex life is better after childbirth. In the UK? Yeah. Wow. Not in, not in our, not in this country. It don't sound state. like that in America. Or <laughs> in this America, household. people be complaining all the time. <laughs> right. I mean, because there's so many factors at that point. It's not even just the woman getting her body back, but there's also adjusting with a new baby. There's also... Um, you know, everything else that you throw into the mix there, women yeah. not feeling desirable, you're feeling like your body's still out of shape, you're yeah. still trying to figure out what yeah. just happened. So um, a whopping 94% of couples acts said that they were satisfied with their sex lives. 60% said that sex after the baby is better than it was in their pre-baby days. Wow. I think what would make our sex life more interesting after the kids is just trying to find incognito, spontaneous ways, if <laughs> to anything. To have sex, right. <laughs> to have Absolutely, sex bro. without having to like either wake the baby or, you know, fi- let the kids find you, keeping them occupied while you try to just like get a quick session. And you remember our closet sessions in California? Those were the best and the worst at times because it was like, I, you know, you want to- DeVal don't like quickies, y'all. I don't. I don't. I like to feel everything, and I want to scream. I want to hear you scream. I want to throw the leg up. I want to, you know, I don't want it to be like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, somebody coming. Like, that's not enjoyable to me. That's just, it's just not. And the thing is, I we had to realize that. I kind of like the rush that. and the thrill, but, you know. No, you like the thrill. Mm-hmm. You like the thrill. So I like I, thrill. I, I I'm a Sagittarius. That's what we do. It's, look, it says here that uh, a survey found that 44% of new moms felt insecure about their post-baby bodies with 35% admitting to feeling too fat for sex. This is what I was telling mm-hmm. a lot of these dudes. Like mm-hmm. you have to constantly affirm her because her body's changing. A third of the dads said they didn't see any difference in their partner's body after a baby and a huge 63 said they found their partner more attractive than ever before. Now, Aww. I'll be the first to admit after you Sounds had the baby, cute. no no no, after you had the baby, things do be I, I like I like I like thick K. He likes milky boobies and all I that. Like, I like the cake. <laughs> your, your cup size goes up three, four sizes. Your butt expands. I don't know about that, but. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. It's just something. And plus, watching you go through childbirth and knowing you have my baby, something sexy about that. There's just something. I'll, I'll take that. Men, men say that I'll all the time. That. After she had, you know, we have a I'll couple friends that. who just had babies. Yeah. Who always just like, yo, after watching my wife go through that, it's just something sexy. It's, it's something about, about the near-death it. experience. <laughs> the near-death experience. <laughs> It's something about that like near death experience that you see your wife go through all this, and then it's just like wow, she came out. I think it's more like also probably a, a, a greater respect thing. It too. definitely is a greater. You know what respect. I mean? It's just definitely. like wow, she's that much sexier because she was able to endure yeah. what she had to endure to bring forth our baby. Probably so. Uh, probably I. Ain't I would lie. imagine that that's probably a part of it. If you're just removing some of the surface things like just weight or you know those things. Well, look, it says for around 30 years, researchers have studied how having children affects a marriage and the results are conclusive. Comparing couples 
uh, with children, researchers have found that the rates of the decline in the relationship satisfaction is nearly twice as steep for couples who have children than for childless couples. In the event that a pregnancy is unplanned, the parents experience even greater negative impacts on their relationship. The irony is that even as the marital satisfaction of new parents declines, the likelihood of them divorcing also declines because mm. kids, most people stay together, together for the, the kids. kids. Exactly. So having children may make you miserable, <laughs> but you'll be miserable <laughs> together. together. <laughs> ha! I That's love messed that. up, but it's so- how many people have we heard be like, man, if I had these damn kids, I'd be Or it's gone. cheaper to keep her, you yeah. know? That yeah. I've heard that several times too. So, I mean, hey. I don't think that was the case with us though. No. I don't I think, don't think um, I, I don't think divorce ever became a like, I don't think divorce ever became a serious option. No. It was always like a, man, I don't do this no more. Right. I hate this thing. Or you right? could say we were kind of like divorced within a marriage a couple right, times. Right, right, right. You know but, what I mean? Um, it was never like, a, like yeah. we go into that level of to separation call to call it quits. Yeah. So no. I, and I, I can honestly say it's not because of the children. Nah, I love you. No. I love you. Oh. You're my, you my baby. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. It is what it is. Like, yep. You do it for me. You my you're my, per- per- you're my person. I was just gonna say you're my person. You my person. You my person. Give me some. Give me some. You my person. Oh, that was a cute way to lighten talking about pregnancy sex. I think ultimately that we are each other's person. Yes. And whatever facet we're in, <laughs> whether it's pregnancy, not before, after attempting to get pregnant, I feel like we try to enjoy each yes. phase and. Honestly, try to like take each other into consideration. I know that's something mm-hmm. that I've been trying to do lately. Yes. Um, even pre-pregnancy, which yes. is trying to consider how you may feel or the things that you may want, um, especially absolutely when it comes to sex. So, all right, I think we should take a quick break. Take a break. What we can think? go in there and, uh, you know. I mean, you, you serve- said you didn't like spontaneous quickies, so be of service if niggas want to be of service. Right now. <laughs> We're gonna pay some bills. How about that? Let's <laughs> pay some bills and then we'll come be back because my makeup gotta stay intact. <laughs> to come back and finish my listening letters. Thank you so much. All right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because... The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, 
varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes. No nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, guys, we back. We took a break. Wasn't that type of break I wanted no to No hanky-panky, y'all. No hanky-panky. No, nothing nothing no. to report. <laughs> nothing to report. <laughs> but we back with Listen to Letters, Kadeen's favorite part. Mm-hmm. Trouble! Found us a novel. I'm going to try my best to read it. Oh, wow. Hopefully, we people use punctuation this time. <laughs> we asked right. for details, so go it, in. It starts, it says, anyway, <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old female and my husband is 29. We have been married for a year and a half, but together for a total of almost nine years. Congratulations, guys. Just like the two of you, we constantly have conversations about sex. That's really good. After graduating from college, we each moved back in with our parents Ooh, to save money to pay off student loans. So we were not having sex that often because we were rarely alone. Hmm. I know the feeling. My then fiance would complain about not having sex often enough, but I promised I would get better once we lived together. We moved in together about one month before our wedding and it did not get any better. I had no sex drive at all, but would engage because I felt like I needed to, which is which was neither fair as our uh, fair, our enjoyable as it could be for either of us. Okay. My husband also complains about the fact that I push him away when he starts to rub on me or kiss on me. While I'm in the middle of doing something while wa- like washing the dishes, cleaning or cooking. He gets irritated when I tell him not right now and says things like, you can't stop what you're doing for five minutes. <clears throat> it's not that I he don't. to love on you, sis. It's not that I don't like the attention. It's just hard for me to switch my brain from you need to get these chores done to time to give your man sexy attention. Fast forward to about a year 
after we moved in together, we are now relying on POM <laughs> for <laughs> birth control. Oh, man. That so sounds that's like the, Cass. For people who don't know what POM is, that's the pull-out method. Yep. Enter Cass. Um, <laughs> we decided to hold off on having kids for a bit. Since we were pretty much quarantined the entire time we have been married, after I stopped taking birth control, my sex drive spiked. Uh-huh. Yep. And we just It'll talked about this. all the time. It's back to where it was when we started dating. Now, when we have sex, it is fantastic, but it's still not occurring as often as we would like. He said he doesn't always want to be the initiator. Mm-hmm. I've been there before, which yep. he's not. And then <clears throat> that it's hard for him to even want to initiate because of all of the times I told him no. We've mm-hmm. been there before. I keep telling him things are different now and I've stopped taking birth control and even told him things I would like him to do to me, like push me against the wall, pull my hair or tease me until I can't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. He's done it once in the last few months and that's it. How can I convince him that my days of saying no all the time are behind me and behind me and help him realize that when he wants sexy time attention while I'm in the middle of doing something, it's hard for me to switch my mind. Every time I bring it up, he starts bringing up me, pushing him away, and him not always wanting to initiate. Did my previous actions completely ruin our sex life? Oh, lots of similarities. Talk about this, Kadeem. Well, what? I mean, I feel like one of the biggest things that I see here is her saying that now, since she's been the one to have to rely on him to initiate all the time, now that she's given him ways to help initiate it, he's kind of over it. And that's something that I feel like we had to deal with because DeVal said, I don't want to have to always be the one to initiate it. And he's like, why do I have to be in the mood when you're in the mood? The hard part for me with that was like, well, bro, you've been asking me to be in the mood all this time. I'm finally in the mood. Take it. Like, this is what we got. And at that point, too, you kind of just felt like that ship has sailed in that moment or you just kind of were in a funk, I think. Yeah, we we were past that. We were in a bit of a funk. But I think what she's missing, like you were missing, is that even when now you're in the mood, we still have to do it on your terms. It's like right. sex on sex always that's, that's has to the, be on a woman's terms. Which for use. us as men, it seems like it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're not in the mood, you give me things that I need to do to get you in the mood. Mm-hmm. Then when you're in the mood, you give me things I need to do while you're in the mood. So long story short, we so, feel like there's a lot of hoop jumping. <clears throat> jumping through hoops. Yeah, I feel like I feel like women tend to to put men through hoops, or not even saying women. The person who has the lower sex drive right. often tends to put the other person mm-hmm. into so many hoops that if you do this, then I'll be more prepared. And that person at times is like, bro, like how much, like I want to be desired and wanted as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why do I always got to jump through hoops? I'd rather be with someone who wants to be with me than someone that I got to do a bunch of tricks in order to get them to say, okay. Right. And I think that's what she's missing. That's true. And also, too, the part where she talks about like him just coming over and just saying, hey, like just grabbing on her or doing this or doing that. Personally, I like that attention. But sometimes when you used to do it, I would think that you're doing that with the expectation that you wanted to have sex in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I had the, the difficulty like her of trying to like switch from doing what I was doing, like not right now. Right. You know, but it was nice to also to get the attention because when I don't get the attention, then you then I'm wondering and I'm internalizing right. and I'm like, well, what's wrong? Are you in a bad mood? And then it becomes this whole conversation of, well, what's the matter? Are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? So, you're so, not okay. I can tell you're not okay. And then it becomes a whole argument for no reason. But think about that from a man's standpoint, right? You would say to me, you only touch me or stuff when you want to have sex. Mm-hmm. So then I'd be like, let me not do that. Mm-hmm. Then I touch you on times when I don't want to have sex and you pull away. Because, because I feel like you can also have intimacy and you can have that level of like playfulness 
or just walking past and me just like grabbing on you or something. And right. it just be me displaying right. a little bit of affection to but say, what I'm I saying you. is, Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is even when we do that, if you pull away because you're worried that I want to have sex in that moment, how can you say to me, one, you never touch me or you're never affectionate when you don't want to have sex. But then when I'm trying to show you affectionate, affection when I don't want to have sex, you pull away because you're afraid that I'm trying to have sex Well, yeah, in that that's moment. the disconnect that we had. We had that disconnect because right. I'm like, and well, I do like the affection and I do like to just <clears> be able to just be quote unquote intimate or have intimate moments without it ending in sex. But what I'm saying is, is that women are not clear with what they want from men. For example, you want intimate moments. He's giving you intimate moments, but you're afraid that those intimate moments are going to turn into sex, so you shy away. Mm -hmm. So then he doesn't give you intimate moments, and he only gives you intimate moments when he wants to have sex so that you don't confuse the two, and then you say, you only come on to me or give me intimate moments when you want to have sex. You can't, you can't give me two different things to do and expect me to follow both of them and then say to me, well... I." I just want you to do it when I want to do it. I think for me, I completely understand what you're saying and I agree with you. It's not fair. But I can also agree with the fact that you're being on birth control. Your mood is sometimes just off all the time. I understand that. And not even knowing what you feel like you want in that moment because you think you want one thing and then you don't. So right. that confusion I know happens, especially on birth control. So I'm happy Absolutely. to hear that she's off of it because Absolutely. she noticed what? A spike. Right. Right? But, here's... but is the damage already done at this point? So, so we can talk about that. For a long time after we had diagnosed what was going on in our relationship there was about a, a half a year where now there was so many years of me trying to figure out when to come on to you and being exhausted of how to come on to you that I just stopped coming on to you yes and then then you were in the mood but now you want me to come on to you because you're in a mood and I'm like if you're in the mood why won't you come on to me but then you would give me more hoops and be like but I like it like this. Mm -hmm. It just seems that when it comes to or sex I had moments when I came on to you and you're just like I'm not in the mood. So now I'm like feeling some kind of way cuz I'm like, "Well, you're always in the mood though. What do you mean right. now?" And I almost felt like it was punishment. Like I feel like you just wanted to you just wanted to in that moment have like like a, "Well, here, take that because you've given me that." No, it wasn't it wasn't punishment, but a lot of times it was like you would come on to me after we just had the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then it felt like you were just coming on to me because we just had the conversation well, and it wasn't that, genuine. That shit was whack too because and it wasn't genuine, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I'm right. saying. Like you you constantly have the conversation and while you're having the conversation, you're trying to figure out when is the right time to make the move. The two of them, like us two, are going to have to get to a point where they say we are no longer going to think about what happened in the past. Yes. We're just going to accept what happens now. And move forward in the future. Mm -hmm. And until they make that decision, the mm -hmm. two of them, it can't just be one. She has to make it and he has to make it. They're yes. always going to reflect back on, well, well this is the last time you did this, this is what happens. And yes. that's what they're going through now. Yes. So we it's very, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds very, very similar. Mm -hmm. But I do think that she has to realize if you made him jump through hoops for years and now you figured out what's good, you can't just expect it to him to just forget that. Right. You the same way you made him put in work for years, you have to be willing to put in the same amount of work to get things back to normal. Mm -hmm. Like and I'm not blaming her, mm -hmm. but the birth control was a part of it, but also her indecisiveness or sending mixed messages is like he spent years trying to figure out what she wanted. That's mm -hmm. exhausting. But now that you figured it out, you can't just be like, "Well, I figured it out. Let's do it my way now." Right. They also the went same. from two extremes. They went from being at home with right. the parents and then to being quarantined together alone. Right. So he was probably just like, oh, it's on and popping now because we have no Absolutely. we have no reason or no excuse because we have our own space. Might I suggest like a little vacation to kind of like bury the hatchet? Because you know, I love 
the book of light mm-hmm. and be gone. But doing something that we were just like, you know what, babe, you and I are going to go away. We're going to enjoy this week. We're going to have fun. We're just going to let loose. We're just going to start fresh. Because we've had moments like that where yes. we just felt like we need to just start fresh. And just maybe that might be a way to just say, you know what, we're going to bury those those old sex ha- hatchets and start from new. But I do agree with you that it has to be mutual where you both are going to work on it. And And I do feel like people who have low sex drives, whether it's a man or a woman, who view sex as a chore, mm-hmm. cannot then use sex as a punishment for their partner or weaponize sex to their partner because they view sex as a chore. Mm-hmm. You know how people do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, oh, if he don't do that, she don't do this, and I'm not giving them none. Mm-hmm. If you just choose to do that because sex is a chore to you and you weaponize sex, it's unfair to that person to ask that person to only be with you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's just it's wrong. I don't think that it's fair to require monogamy from someone that you're going to use sex as a punishment. Right. But I also feel, believe that there are ebbs and flows with sex yeah, in, absolutely. in general, with couples, marriages, absolutely. all that. So it's kind of like you're going to have to ride the wave <laughs> or ride something else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, kinda, the thing is the communication. You know, yeah. And also understanding if you enjoy having sex. One thing I don't know. Well, I mean, she did say they enjoy having sex the same way we enjoyed having sex. Right. So since we enjoyed having sex, we were trying to find out how we can get back to that enjoyment. It wasn't mm-hmm. like sex was just terrible to either one of us. It was like, I'm trying to avoid it. It was mm-hmm. like, nah, I want it back to the way it was. And I think that when you are in a relationship for a long time, like you said, as ebbs and flows, as mm-hmm. life changes, mm-hmm. every time an adjustment happens in your life, your sex life changes. This is a reality. Yeah. This has it, yeah, with every it kid does. it changes. It, with movement it changes. With jobs it changes. Yes. With finances it changes. Yes. Every single thing because sex is so spiritual mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Every time something in your life happens, mm-hmm. it changes. And people right. need to understand that your sex life is not going to be the same all the time just because you're with the same person. That's a fact. So. And it's two people dealing with two separate sets yes. of their own issues yes. than the collective issues. Forget it. It's just a whole hot mess. It's funny. All the sex talk, the baby's in here like, yeah, he's in there like tensed up like, oh, I, I, hear, I, hear, I hear him nearby. <laughs> whenever, he, whenever he hears my voice, he starts tensing up like, yo, yeah, yo. Yeah, he's just like, yo, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> that, was a long, that was a long one. Yes. Cool. All right. Number two. Hey, Kadena DeVal. I was wondering. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Do your thing. Thanks. Do your thing. I ain't hey, Kadena DeVal. Hi. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys had any advice for someone who hasn't felt sexy since becoming a mom. Girl, I know. Before pregnancy, I was in the gym four days a week. My mm. stomach was flawless. During pregnancy, I ate super healthy, hired a trainer to keep me on track. I still gained 60 pounds and had ten pound, oh. a 10-pound baby via emergency C-section. Wow. My son is four now, and I can't get back to my old body. I still work out. I have my old weight, and but that lower stomach is saggy and holds a pudge of fat. My husband and friends say I look great, but I do dress to cover my stomach all the time. How do I get back to the feeling like the old me? I would love to wear a two-piece or a tight dress again, but I'm afraid I'll look terrible. Thank you in advance. You guys are amazing and an inspiration. Oh, I understand. I understand. And it's funny because... I feel like with she's doing all the things that you would think mm-hmm. that you need to do to, to stay healthy and stuff. And it's just like, even in doing that, the expectation is that I'm going to work out four days a week. I'm going to be, you know, mm-hmm. keeping myself on track, hiring a trainer, eating healthy. And then you still have a 10 pound baby. Some things are just going to happen because that's just genetics and it's going to happen. Absolutely. But at the same time, too, I know with emergency C-sections or C-sections in general, that's mm-hmm. a tougher recovery time. Mm-hmm. Um and she said that she's still she's still working out, but she's trying to get rid of that lower 
you know, f- well, belly here's, here's the first situation. Thing. The first thing is that her idea of a little sag in mm-hmm. her stomach may not be everybody's idea of a little sag in her stomach. So, right. for example, a little sag to some people could be 15 pounds in their stomach. Mm-hmm. A little sag for some people can be two pounds. Yeah, it's relative. It just depends on how she views herself. Right. And I think that's you know the most saying? important because yes. a lot of times what I think happens with women who have children is that she'll have your significant other mm-hmm. or you'll have your mother or you'll have yeah. a friend that's just like, girl, you, but you look great for having a baby. And it's like, I don't want to hear I look great for, for having, having a, a baby. baby. I knew he it's was like an underhanded, backhanded compliment. Like, girl, considering all the things, you still look okay. And I think what ultimately only matters to the woman is how she feels she looks about herself. You know, herself. Can I just interject real quick? Gentlemen, if you're listening, do not ever say this. Babe, you still look good for having a baby. <laughs> if you put still before yeah. and having a baby after... She might smack the shit out of you, bro. That's a fact. Do never, never say that to your baby mother, your <laughs> wife. Don't ever say that to your sister. If your mom, don't say that. Do not say it. I'm telling you. And and it's triggering no. for women who have babies. And it can also cause them to have what I think it's called body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. where you view your mm-hmm. body differently than what it really looks like. Yeah. And people have eating disorders right. based on body dysmorphia. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? My so, advice to you is says don't wait for that moment where you feel like you look perfect. Rock the swimsuit. Rock the swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Wear the tight dress. I feel like as long as you know mm-hmm. that you're doing your due diligence with working out, you're eating healthy, you're you're trying to get yourself into mm-hmm. a, the, the old body, you know, regimen that you were in. If it's a couple little things, I'm an advocate for, hey, sis, you got a little saggy skin? Mm-hmm. Get you a little, little, little nip, a little tuck, a little suction. Do what you got to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I that's what it's going to mean, because you've done the work and it may just be a little something that cosmetically you Listen, necessarily you, you want to do for yourself. I am not against a mommy maker over mm-hmm. after a woman has exhausted all options to get back healthy. Yes. Because I don't think it's healthy to constantly go under the knife to change your body mm-hmm. if you're not just eating healthy and being healthy. It sounds like she's healthy. Yes. Most absolutely. of the time. And some things you can't work off. Right. That's like you we've, just can't. We've, in my 10 years of being an exercise uh, specialist mm-hmm. and studying kinesiology, I've dealt with pregnant women. Some pregnant women do everything, lose all the weight, lose all the body fat, and their skin still sags. Yes. If you nip and tuck that, you gave birth, you gave a life. I have no problems and no judgment for any woman who nips and tuck that. Same. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it is a little different for women who just gain weight and feel like surgery is an option because that's Mm -hmm. just not healthy. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's really not healthy. It has nothing to do with looks. I just want people to be healthy. And at some point, I think as a woman, you just have to embrace the fact that like, this is what we're working with now too. You know? There has to be like a real moment that you have with yourself where like, for example, me and my stretch marks, I'm like, the stretch marks are going to be there because their stretch marks are going to be there. Stretch marks are different than if she feels like something in her body just doesn't look like, like stretch marks, there are women who never have babies who get stretch marks. You got a fat ass right. sometimes, you got stretch marks. No, you know I understand like, that. That's even sometimes women who haven't had children. That's they, what I'm that's saying. A, that's something that they're conscious about, self-conscious right. of. My thing is if it's certain things that you feel like you know, you just can't get rid of or that's just your body now. You're going to have to learn how to relove your body that way. See, you and I can disagree with that. I I am not, up. I don't promote settling. Like, like, I feel like if there's anything in your life you want, you want to do, you can find a way you have to do it. So you're saying, for example, with stretch marks, what, finding like a cosmetic procedure to no, 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 like I'm, get I'm rid saying, of it well, or something? Well, stretch marks. Because I'm talking about those kind of things. No, that, well, like, well, we're talking about her. I'm talking about her in particular. Okay. She's talking about a little sag in her stomach 
if her skin is hanging, you know how some people, she said she gained 60 pounds. That's a lot of weight, yeah. 60 pounds in a short amount of time. Her skin could have gotten saggy and it could just be hanging stretchy skin. She wants to tuck that and stitch well, that, that up. Well, that, yeah, no I get that. that right? But I'm saying there's some things that you may not be able to control. Right, I understand that. But, but what I'm saying is, is that if you can control it, mm-hmm. you don't settle and just say, I'm happy with the way my body is. Like, well, I agree with you that. You have to be, yes. if, if you can control it, you need to be able to say, I want to be 100% who I want to be. Mm-hmm. We get one life. I mean, I hear that we don't, part. We don't owe yeah. anybody else anything, but we owe ourselves to mm-hmm. not settle. Mm-hmm. And the idea of just settling for anything, to me, is just not, it's just not my mentality. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that my mentality is the right one, but I would say that to you as my wife, like say, for example, you, you gain more weight here and- you, you never had plastic surgery to nip or tuck anything, and you've always gotten abs back. Mm-hmm. But say we go and we do a whole year, and you busting your tail, but that skin is just sagging. I don't want you to just be like, babe, I'm going to just settle with this and then have to deal with settling. I want you to say, no, babe, I want to get this corrected. I want to, mm-hmm. we worked every, we we worked our tails off right. to get so there. So exhausting all options. Exhaust all healthy, options. Get to yourself be, yes. back to the size. And if it's something Absolutely. that you can get a little help with, go and get a little help with I, it. I promote I'm all for that. It. I promote that. For I push sure. that. Especially for moms, you give in life like, you deserve mm-hmm. to be the way you want to be. And you deserve to feel good about yourself again yes. and look good. Absolutely. And be everything that you want to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. All right, y'all. That was cool. Um, if you want to be featured as a listener letter, what do they have to do, babe? Email us at D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E. And that's the best way to get to uh, a listener letter possibly on the show because the DMs, we, you know, it'd be hard. My bad. At gmail.com. Oh, sorry. So you're so used to cutting email. me off that you don't even let me finish the email. My bad, homie. My bad. Hey, give us your moment of truth. All right. All right moment talk of a lot. truth. If that's not the pot cold in the kettle. Um, I'll be quiet. I know. So pregnancy sex. Moment of truth. My thing, being a woman, being pregnant, experiencing this, listening, listening to my body is always going to trump anything mm-hmm. when it comes to Sex during pregnancy. However, I do also want to be cognizant of the fact that I do have a spouse Mm -hmm. who has needs and desires as well. And if it's within my realm of of possibility, (laughs) if it's within my realm of capability in that moment. And gag reflex. And gag reflex (laughs) that I pray for, (laughs) especially in that first try. (laughs) Um, if it's within those my powers to make it happen for him, just to know that that's something that he needs, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do it. If it doesn't require me necessarily in a moment feeling like, man, I just don't want to be penetrated in this moment, but I know he needs it. Let me find a way mm-hmm. to make it happen for him. And I think it's also about rediscovery and discovering different ways to be intimate with each other. Absolutely. Um, that can also be a way to help because we know that this is a short term it feels like forever yes, sometimes but pregnancy. it's not a short term but it's really just like you know it's a short amount of time that you have to kind of sacrifice on both ends yes um so women you know give yourself a little grace with it and just understand that yes your body may not be where you want it to be um but you are you know bringing forth an entire life yes and you know have those conversations and check in on bay sometimes you know check in on bay and make sure that he is trying to stay afloat you know, that's what's up, man. A little bit, a little bit can go a long way when it comes to just getting you back to a place of a genuine smile. What you like, said, a little spit can go a long way. What'd you say? Nasty, little nasty, little spit can go a long way. You see what he hears? Do y'all see what he hears? <laughs> a little bit can go a long way by just paying attention, paying attention to the signs. When he starts huffing and puffing, 
up in this bitch, then I know what time it is. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll be huffing and puffing. about one, two days. Yeah. I'll be huffing and puffing. You be huffing and puffing. <laughs> you hungry? No. I don't be wanting to eat. You don't be wanting to end up. Can shut up? Can shut, shut up? Can he be lying <laughs> on me? Then he be know. race car crying. <laughs> <laughs> I do not be race car crying, but I do be pouting. <laughs> you do be pouting. Don't All right, my moment that. of truth for pregnancy sex. Um, my moment of truth is this: um, once your your significant other, your wife, baby mother becomes pregnant, her body is no longer your object of affection. Her body is there to be a tool to bring forth life. So you have to give her grace, and also give yourself grace. But also understand this: that woman, while pregnant, needs to feel wanted and attractive. That is important for the remainder of your life together. Mm -hmm. So if you dismiss her and leave her alone because you need distance because y'all can't have sex, so you don't have no need for her or be around her until she has the baby, that's the worst thing you could ever do. You need to constantly be intimate with your significant other, be there with her, still grab on that booty, rub on her, let her know that she's attractive because that's going to help her mentally and emotionally get through these nine to ten months together so there you go and thereafter and and, and thereafter so that's <laughs> that's my um that's some that's my moment of truth advice. oh and lastly um no matter how much she argues with you in the first trimester if she keep throwing up do not let her give you head <laughs> on period <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> or lack thereof whatever um be sure to follow us y'all on social media uh, did ask the podcast and you know you can find me at kadeen i am and i am deval and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, be sure to rate review and subscribe baby and share these episodes with people who you know are on the brink because people be having babies left and right and not be out here suffering yes suffering so i'm hoping that there's some takeaways for y'all in and the let episodes that you are not alone everything you that you have gone through and you're going through we have been there karaoke and over, we still made it we did we making it y'all <laughs> Deadass. You got no choice. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 